back to another episode of the Paranormal Rabbit Hole. I didn't forget about you guys. Um, just had a lot that actually happened on this weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I bought tickets to something. Of course, I did that. And I did. I did. There's no excuse for it. We went to see comedian Akash Singh. Great show. Uh, loved it. It was amazing. Uh, go check him out. But I didn't forget about you guys. I just had to push this back to where I could make it feasible. So, well, here we are. We're here. And uh, we're enjoying We're enjoying our day. We're enjoying our night. Think about it. We're about to rock to some weird paranormal stuff. It's It's time. It's time. Well, first, let's do this. The Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast... All that on Instagram. Type that into your search bars. Uh, we talk about the shows sometimes. Uh, right now, it's taking a backseat to getting cameras up and running. Um, so, you know, we have one, but we want one with... A, so if we have a guest, a special guest on to just kind of hear the story, we can, you know, do that. So, anyways... We want to be able to do that, so we want to get that set up. Instagram backseat. Also, go down, scroll, five-star, smash it, walk away, chuck your phone, hit it in the wall, and just make it explode and go buy a new one, and then do a five-star and walk away again. Don't throw that one, though, because phones are expensive. I think you can only get one. Uh, yeah, so, you know, don't do that too much. Don't go chucking your phone at the wall. Don't go crazy. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you got to get a new phone. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> don't don't throw your phone at the walls, please. Those are items of value. Let's keep them safe. Keep them safe and, and free from harm. Um, because you can always use them. Anyways. If you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to it on Apple or Spotify or maybe even Amazon, and we're happy. Um, we're probably going to make a YouTube channel, n- not soon, but eventually. You know, it's coming around the corner. <laughs> um, so I, I, there's that, but that's again, that's way in the backseat. The YouTube channel, way, way in the backseat, way, way, way in the back. So. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Gulf Breeze incident. Huh? How about that? So, this incident, Ed Walters and Francis Walters actually wrote the book on it. Because it happened to them. Okay? Uh, and so, Gulf Breeze is a small community. Um, I think it was near Dalton, uh, Dalton, Florida. I'm not, I'm, I can't remember if it was Dalton. But it was a, it was actually near an air base. So I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> um, it it was near an an air base. Be be very well aware that this incident takes place in Florida, near an air base. Okay, so keep keep that in mind through. Uh, through what we go go over and go through. 
it, it's a very a very nice little uh, beachfront community, and it's off of Pensacola Bay. So, again, near a military base. Military base. That's right, folks. Um, <laughs> I just just because I want you guys to know before going in. So, uh, but it is it is in the Florida Panhandle, um, and of course. Let's be honest. If if we're going to be honest, nobody wants a UFO in their community, right? That's and who knows if that's covered by the HOA. I mean, that would stress me out too. Like, hey, I've been getting buzzed by UFO. Is this going to affect like is this going to affect me in any way like is my ownership going to homeowners going to go down? Is it going to go up, you know, like the aliens come by swinging through, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, is this going to affect my resale value or, or is this uh, violating some HOA code of getting abducted by aliens? Okay. I, I need to know. Just saying, just saying. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, Barbara. Um, but no, Ed, Ed and Francis were just, you know, a small couple. They had kids. Um, you know, and they were very much just a normal couple. He ran a construction business, um, which is going to actually, his construction business is going to play into uh, the end of this 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 uh, show, which this may be a two-part episode. I'm not going to lie because there's a lot of stuff that happens. Uh, we may just condense it just to have, to- because I want to have talking points um, after each event that we cover um because and there there is a good little bit to cover so i want to kind of i want to kind of you know draw this out a bit and make it a very feasible podcast because there's a lot of stuff that i want to talk about with these events um and they are they're just but again back to them they're just a normal couple sitting there enjoying their evenings in their home um you know they they like i said they have two kids and they just want to Enjoy Florida, enjoy their pool, um, enjoy their roof, enjoy the yard without some out-of-town, crazy, out-of-control teenagers cruising through the galaxy and just ruining their evening. That's not what he's about. Ed is all about his construction business and his family. Okay? But he is a UFO enthusiast. We'll say this. He does like UFOs. But realistically, when he was sitting around enjoying his evening, he never thought, my life's about to careen into some kind of strange occurrence because on November 11th of 1987, that's exactly what happened. So it was around 5 p.m. on Veterans Day. And uh, he was in his house and he had an office in the front section and he was just 
kind of sitting there chilling out. Uh, he, you know, just enjoyed his night. His wife comes in and says, hey, I'm going to go to the store. So Francis says, I, you know, I got to get this stuff. Going to the store. Takes off, goes to the store. Uh, his daughter was taking a nap. Chilling out, and I and his son was watching TV. So he chilled out and in his chair, joined his joined his son watching TV for a bit. And then it says he got him, went to his office, and um, he just happened to look out the window. Out past his house are some pine trees, a line of trees. And he was looking out over that. Just just beyond, he sees a slight kind of movement of light beyond the limbs. Um, now, he was sitting behind his desk in his office, and he leaned over just to kind of get a better look. And uh, he could see that it was glowing. And it was not, it, it was, it, so he, he's saying it's kind of not, it's not a, a usual glow that you would see in that, like, the, oh yeah, like that's a lightning bug or that's a helicopter light or it's not something that you would naturally see. This, this type of glowing. Um, and it, it was quite different from any of the other planes and helicopters that he'd seen in the sky coming in, in and out from the Naval Air Station across the bay. Again, Naval Air Station across the bay. Remember that. He said this was somehow out of a Spielberg movie and it had escaped from this film studios. Um, it was impossible, but there it was, glowing and gliding along like a cloud. There was a quiet in the air as I stared at the craft. The hairs on my arms bristled, and this was no movie prop gone astray. My first thought was to call the police, but then I realized no one would believe me without proof. I rushed back to my office, and I grabbed, hang on, <laughs> the old Polaroid camera I so frequently used on job sites, uh, and quickly I stepped back out onto the small porch area, and took my first picture. Now, these pictures will be available on the Instagram page if you want to see them, or you can check them out in the book, Gulf Breeze Sightings, written by Ed and Francis, um, which is what we got this information out of because this is the only thing you can get this information out of. Um, and so he said he grabbed the old Polaroid from his job site, and he said he quickly stepped back out onto the small porch area. I took my first picture as the craft came from behind the pine. Uh, it was still partially concealed by a branch, and I moved the camera from my eye to get a better look. My mind told me there was some perfectly logical explanation for all of this. My eyes told me I absolutely didn't want to believe, and that's that's something that's kind of true. In that, in that kind of a moment, and, and this is just saying that this really happened, that this guy is you know, dealing with this kind of event constantly. Uh, 
first of all, I, I feel for him. If that if this is legit, I feel for him. Because I, I'm not going to lie to you, from what you read, sometimes it gets a little wacky and a little comical, and you're like, okay, come on, man. Come on, dude. Okay? This is weird. This is weird. I don't... Mm, okay. We'll see. You know, you do that as you travel through. Because there's some things that you're just like... I mean, you may, and you may feel that from the beginning here. You may feel that from the beginning. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Uh, so, so uh, the craft was still partially concealed by a branch, and I moved the camera from my eye to get a better look. Uh, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This was a UFO, something that just could not be. My brain was numb, and I was out and out stupefied. This was a UFO. The camera in my hand almost slipped from my grip, and all my all my attention focused on the bright glow of the power source, radiating energy unlike any earthly craft. Uh, but for a UFO, the slowly to slowly descend over a peaceful residential neighborhood made no sense. I agree, uh, it doesn't. Why? Why is this UFO here? Why is it flying over your house? Why was it flying over these pine trees very low? Why was it flying this low close to your house? Why is it in this area across from an Air Force base, a Naval Air Force base? Again, Naval Air Force base. And and he he even he, he we're going to cover it in a minute. He even kind of just goes all this is happening and and again, I'm going to remind you across the bay from a Naval Air Force base. That radar is going to hit that area across the bay. They're going to be able to see an unidentified flying object hovering over a small residential area in the bay, uh, you know, in Gulf Breeze. I'm, I'm and that's Pensacola. It's Pensacola. There was a show called Pensacola about the Navy training, about them training their aircraft fighters. Yeah. And it was the Brolin dad. That's married to Barbara Streisand right now, I think. I don't know if they're married. I don't remember. But uh, it's Josh Brolin's dad. So it, it, it's not like they're not going to know that a UFO's there. So moving on, moving on. But for it to be so low over this little residential area, uh, someone was sure to see it. Surely, if its occupants were, obs were observing or photographing, uh, their equipment could do that from a much higher altitude. Uh, were they having some kind of mechanical trouble? Was this a U.S. experimental military craft? Just putting that out there. They are saying that themselves. So I want to keep reminding you of that because here we go. Military can have some kind of experimental craft that you're not going to know about. They could test it over you know, waters because they want to test it over waters and see what happens. I'm not going to say that what happens next is exactly a good thing, but let's just say that if the United States military did what he says happens next, it'd be kind of fucked up. Pardon my French if you have kids around, but you know this is an explicit show. You should be ready for that. That's your fault, not mine. Get ready. Buckle up, because we're going to hit the F button a lot. No, not really. Uh, we're going to try not to. But 
he says that he feels this thing was as big as his house, uh, three times as high, and it was not making any sound, just like a, a, a whisper of sound. Um, he says also that it was floating about 200 feet off the ground. So a little too close for my comfort. I'm just going to say that. I don't feel as though that would be a safe enough distance to um, view a UFO without needing some kind of alarm of what's going on. Just, just you know, I just want to put that out there. Just saying. Buckle up, buddy. Uh, he started snapping pictures, of course. And of of course, the thing started to move directly overhead. Um, And he says, the inside ring of the power source was throbbing and pulsing with energy. No sound came from what should have been blasting like a 747 jet. The outer ring glowed bright white. And I was overwhelmed with awe. How can I explain it? It was like when a crowd sees an extraordinary fireworks display and all breathe and ah, ah, ooh, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, well, my whole body was screaming ah, bang, bang, not bang, but bang. It's not all in capitals. You figure it'd be, you know, bang, but bang. Something hit me all over my body. I tried to lift my arms to the point of the to point the camera, and I couldn't move them. They were blue. I was blue. Everything was blue. I was in a blue lit beam. The blue beam had hit me like compression. It was pressing me firmly, just n- enough to stop me from moving. I screamed with my mouth frozen half open, but the sound was hollow dead like a vacuum. I couldn't even move my eyes or eyelids. I thought that I was dying. I was trying to breathe. There was air, but my chest wouldn't expand. I had to pant to get enough air, each breath shallow. This was it. I was dying. My brain was being squeezed, and it felt like it was going to crack open. The right side of my forehead felt like it had a knife piercing through the back of my eye socket. No air. I needed more air. Panicky, I tried to suck in air. The best I can tell, this all took less than 20 seconds, and then my feet lifted off the ground. I screamed. A voice voice groaned in my head. We will not harm you. I screamed again. The deep computer voice-like said, calm down. Chill the fuck out, bro. It didn't say that part. I added that. But it was in my head, not my ears. I screamed as well as I could. Put me down. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Sorry. This, this should be a child-friendly episode, too. And it's not. It's not. Uh, a few seconds passed, and I slowly rose away from the pavement. A dream? Hell no. This was real. The feeling of helplessness the feeling of hel- of helplessness was the worst. 
No control, just a piercing smell, a little scent of ammonia mixed with heavy cinnamon. That scorched then stuck to the back of my throat. My heart was pumping so hard I could feel it throb and it thumped against my unmoving chest and I could feel the thumping vibration pass down my legs. The voice groaned, stop it. I screamed, screw you. And that is actually him. (laughs) That is actually him. And that's why I'm reading this one to you. Instead of giving you just a light overview. uh, I mean, I'm going to read this to you. That's why this might take a while. This might take a few episodes. Um, So he, I'm reading this to you. Um, Basically, he says he gets back up, kind of screams out to it, and just kind of yells and, it's it's hard it's hard to to kind of yell he says it feels like it's he's you know it's he said it's like he kind of describes it as being at the bottom of a pool um then all of a sudden they start beaming like dog pictures into his head and he's like what the shit's going on here i don't understand i'm very very confused (laughs) Um, and you know, his wife was inside asleep and, you know, he's like, you know, yelling, you know, fuck you kiss my ass. And I mean, literally in this book, it is saying that he's yelling this. He's like, you know, don't come back for me. You know? And then he's like, oh, they're gone. You know, just like that. They're gone. He said, I saw a plane overhead and I'm sitting here thinking, did they, did they see that UFO? Now here's my question. And this is why I wanted to talk about this. This is why I, I, I really wanted to kind of get into this idea is because um, it, it was very, it was very unusual. You live across the bay from a base. And your your you're assuming that this is some kind of alien craft when you're living across from a base. That's my hard part. All right, so that's my hard part with this whole story. Um, and we're not even done. We're not even done yet. We're just getting started. That's just the beginning. So. I don't know if automatically right off the rip, I see this as a UFO, but the pictures look, look pretty convincing of a UFO. If you know, I have a hard time saying that. So this guy, let me, let me put it to this guy this way. This guy takes a lot of pictures. So he, um, you know, his wife kind of goes over what, you know, she describes as, you know, what happened that night of her, like, just kind of being dead asleep and never being that, you know, oh, I'm usually not that hard to wake up. Sure. I, 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 I you, you, that could, that could happen. He takes his photos and he kind of makes this pseudonym bill believer as this kind of mr x and he goes to this kid that his 
son is friends with that his his father works for a newspaper or or i think it was a newspaper but there was a connection to the newspaper and he put it to which was the sentinel and he sent it there as bill the believer that was his his (laughs) that was his ufo uh pseudonym so uh I I don't really, I don't know with the pictures, they just look so, for me, I look at those and I go, those are not, but come on, man. The pictures are just, they speak for themselves. They speak for themselves. So it's not like you can avoid all the people that will come and scrutinize your pictures ever. Even if you catch something real, you're still going to have scrutiny. It's always going to be there because the paranormal community is big on disproval. Also, it's huge on, I didn't find it first. You did. I'm going to discredit it so that I'm still the first person to find it. There, I mean, that's not everybody. That's not everybody at all. But that that is a few. That's a very small few. And they exist. They exist actually in all walks of life. That's no lie. And everybody knows that. So let's talk about this second event. The second event, November 20th, 1987. Ka-ching, ka-ching. The hum. Mm-hmm. So he he was just like everybody else. Friday nights working, I got to get the hell out of here early tomorrow. Friday is my home is my home jam, you know, that kind of guy and on Friday, boom, off early. Off early. Homecoming at the high school. Uh and he he was like, okay, so you got we got to get all this stuff done. Big day. Also, my pictures get put out on the Sentinel. So he he had he had known that he had known that it was possible that people would kind of pick on him if he if he said anybody any any well if he said any anything to anybody he knew um and and he knew that he would get outed so he he went under that bill believer for a little bit and then it 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 failed the mr x kind of thing failed you know people found out it was him um he he just he didn't So with the paranormal community and with every every community like cryptid sightings and all that, people are, are so afraid, and I understand it so much because you don't want to be ridiculed. No one wants to be ridiculed and or called crazy or kooky or anything like that. When they actually see something, then you're like, I'm not fucking crazy. I fucking saw that. And and and, it, and it's it's rough, but of course, sometimes you've got to go through charlatans to get through the truth. And and that's that's tough because you gotta be able to use the right set of tools to decide if someone's telling the truth or not, you have to be able to be a good judge of character or at least a decent judge of character. 
and you have to go through those stories and pick through the ones and go, okay, this one seems more plausible. This one seems more plausible. Let's go with these two areas. They were higher in sightings. There were two people that saw it there and one very recent. Let's go with that one. No, you, you go by the most sightings. This There was only one right there, and that was there. There were three over here, and then one just a few miles, like a few minutes away from it or a few seconds away from it. You 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 got to collect that data. And so people hate ridicule. And so when the pictures come out, people are you know like, oh, my God, this shit. Look at this. Oh. They're like me. They're like, let's not call this a picture, okay? Let's not call this a picture. Let's let's be let's be very clear. So, but anyways, it's homecoming, and they were doing their normal game night things for the Friday night. Uh, He had parked in the driveway, walked in the front door, and called out that he was home. And then he said he noticed a slight ringing in his ear. Um, kind of like uh, the ones that you hear when for no he said for no apparent reason, but usually it's because that tone is going down in your ear and you're or going down in your brain and you're not going to be able to hear that tone very well again uh, or some kind of scientific weird thing like that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, don't credit me with that because don't don't believe what I just said because I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. You know what I do know is true. Is that he? He really, he really heard that ring. It was getting really severe. So he, he asked if everybody was getting ready for homecoming and what time Dan uh, had to be over at the band room. And she said they were gone. You know, he's already gone, and 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 his daughter was in 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 her room, you know, getting ready for the night. Uh, uh, so the ringing in his ear gets louder. And, uh, he, he said he shook his head, tried to make it stop. And then he said that he went back into the kitchen and he thought this is pretty, pretty freaking loud, man. What is this sound? And he goes towards his wife. Cause he's like, she should, she should be able to hear this right now. This should be pretty, pretty loud to her. So he's like, okay, what, what, let me, you know what? I, I got to get out of here. So he's like, you know, he just began freaking out. Uh, he tried to make it stop. He said, you know, uh, maybe it's inside. Maybe it's inside and I need to go outside. So he goes from his kitchen to his backyard next to the swimming pool and just shook his head and rubbed his ear and tried to, you know, get this sound gone his wife was like yo what's going on are you okay do you need my help uh and he was like you know there's humming in my head this damn humming in my head what the hell is going on so in the right front of his brain was humming he was freaking out his wife was freaking out and he thought maybe you know he thought maybe you know, something was going on and he was just having, you know, freaking out and just having a you know, heart attack or brain aneurysm. And his wife was like, maybe he's snapping because he saw a UFO last night and he's just having a hard time dealing with that shit. Uh, and, and he really saw something. So his wife's like, what the fuck? What is going on? <laughs> and he's like, yo, 
I, I'm fine. I'm okay. It's just, you know, let's go back towards the house. Um, his daughter was there sitting there going, well, yo, dad, <laughs> Hey dad, you okay? You good? No. Okay. All right. That's fine. No, no, you're good. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so she, they're thinking, okay, UFO's back. That's got to be it, right? He's like, I, I, I don't know. It's 4.30. Everything's clear. No UFO, nothing. I don't see anything. They don't see anything. And he says, you know, well, maybe... Maybe that home was just part of that blue beam and it's just kind of stayed with me and says, huh. It was there for a while though. And right then at that moment, he hears a blast of air. Um, kind of like if he were standing next to a, a truck or a bus releasing the air brake. Uh, he heard again, in his head, the voice from the UFO, uh, and he he couldn't he couldn't understand a word. He said he he had different different sounds and syllables, and then he said he heard something from just different regions. Like he he said he thinks he heard different regions, like uh, foreign language and, and maybe an African dialect. Uh, and he said he knew this telepathy would be unbelievable when I tried to describe it, but it happened. I didn't see a vision of a being doing the speaking or see anything surrounding a being only a voice. So he's freaking out again. You know, this is crazy. He doesn't know what to do. The humming stopped and the voice started talking to him again, words that made no sense. And, and, and he goes on to say that he thinks that this is because they were trying to find the right language to use to speak to. Him. And that's why he was, um, hearing all these different dialects as they were trying to scan his brain going, okay, what do we need to use? What sounds familiar to this guy? We got him a little bit yesterday, but what was that? Uh, and that's, that's kind of fun. That's fun. Scanning his brain, trying to get a leg up on, you know, what he's, what he's trying to speak. But he, he said that he heard it again and he just kind of, <laughs> freaked out and was like you know i hear you you bastard what do you want you know and the voice is just trying to talk to him you know he he was just trying to you know get get an idea of what's going on how he's doing you know um no really they were just kind of talking to him and, and just kind of muttering and 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 uttering things that he he couldn't understand and he's like you know I, I know you're there. I hear you. And then another rush of air. And he was like, you know, shit, damn, I, I don't know what to do here. And he, he's boom. Hearing the voice one more time, be calm, step forward. Uh, the UFO voice, you know, basically told him not to take a picture of it again. Did not want another selfie. Uh, Another voice, female, tried to say, don't do that. And then another voice in Spanish said, los fotos son prohibido. Uh, the female voice said, you can't expose them. They won't hurt you. Just a few tests. That's all. He said, right, if I want to be examined, 
I'll let you know. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. I almost knocked my water over. Mic drop. Ed said, you know what, buddy? You know what? If I want to do some tests, I'll let you know. Turn this up, bitch. Boom. Mic drop. Mic flippity dippity and drop. He just he just bitch smacked some aliens with that one. I love it. I love it. Oh, hit him. Hit him with it. Ed said, nah, muffa. I'm out. Peace. Gone. Don't want to do any tests. I, I, I graduated high school, son. My tests are done. Uh, so he, he's like, you know what? I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And then he said he shot picture number six as the UFO suddenly stopped and hung and froze where it was. And he could hear them talking to him again. He just thinks that they were trying to, to read his mind again. And then, boom, like a hummingbird, the UFO shot over to the right um, and and hovered in another area and said, step forward, we'll bring you aboard. And he's like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no. What gives you the right to tell me what to do? I don't, I don't think you know who you're talking to. I am construction supervisor, Ed Walters. Uh, you don't, you don't tell me, you don't tell me what to do. You don't, you don't, I'm not, I'm not a dog. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bitch. What gives you the right to, to suck people up into your ship and do tests on them without their permission. Okay. Let's uh let's let's reflect on that. And the UFO voice said, "Step forward, we will bring you aboard. Um, we have the right." And he remembered thinking, "You know what? Don't like that." Click number eight. You must do what they say. A female voice said, "They haven't hurt us. We're going back home now." Remember the dog visions, dog after dog. Well, now visions blasted into my brain, but this time, oh baby. You got to enjoy it. This time it was naked ladies. Naked ladies of every kind. Just every single kind. There were even, there were little women, big women, fat women, black women, white women from every race, every age. There were even pregnant women. Ooh, Ed, 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 you dog, you. You have that kind of kink. We don't kink shame here at the Paranormal Rabbit Hole. That's okay. Um, and kids, if you heard that word, ask your parents. When the time comes, they will tell you. Uh, don't bug them. And if your kids are listening to this with you, I applaud you. That's brave. Is brave the right word? Yeah, that's brave. Okay, yeah, we'll say that. Um, but he said, you know what? You know what? I don't like this. And then the UFO said, yeah, well, tough. We're going to get you. <laughs> you have no idea. We're coming for you. It's going to be painful. You're not going to like it. And this will be uh, bad. So uh, he got six, seven, eight, and nine in the bucket. Photos were taken. And this time he said, you know what? I'm not going to take this anymore. They said they're going to come for me. Well, I got my shotgun loaded up, got my pistol. Got my twenty-two. If I had a machine gun, I'd load that too. He said that. That's in that's in the book. 
Uh, and he said he was just waiting, waiting. He said he put the pickup in the pickup shotgun, shotgun in the pickup. Um, you know, other witnesses started to come forward. Um, several people went to the, 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 the Sentinel and said, Hey, uh, we got lots of stuff to report. Uh, Mrs. Loeb, Lube, Lube. Ooh, God, what a bad name. Um, Diane Hansen, Mrs. Joseph Zamet, uh, his neighbor, Kathy, all these people started seeing UFOs. It, it made him happy because he's like, okay, good. I'm not freaking crazy. So everybody's starting to come around. Everybody's starting to show up. Sentinel's starting to show up. Um, UFO organizations are probably starting to take notice, of course, as well, like MUFON and all those other guys. Zarpo and Flibdob and Flooper Nooper Duper, or whatever they're called. But he said, uh, you know, it just got to a point where he was getting interviewed all the time, and he said, you know what? <sighs> Maybe we'll just chill. And it, it won't be so bad. Maybe it'll be a calm night. And he said, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm just going to go relax. So he he thinks about going out to his pool. And he goes, nah, you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to, you know, go lock the door. You know, the dog's outside. Just going to go take care of things and then and, and go to bed. Well, all of that was fine and dandy. Dog's outside, of course, to kind of be kind of that backup guard, you know. Take care of the... uh Early early warning system and also probably get abducted or eaten or whatever aliens do to dogs. It's probably bad. Uh, we've all watched Signs. We, went, we saw that went. Uh, and Aliens 3. Aliens 3. So, yeah. He said he doesn't know if it was hour or two or how long it had been, but something, not the dog, woke him. The clock's number... Uh, glowed red and he said it was probably around three o'clock very dark and as he rolled over he noticed the pool pump was running what the pool pump is running so he goes you know what I probably just forgot I'm gonna go cut it off I don't want it to run and then he goes, opens the door, goes outside, and hears a baby crying. Uh, very strange. 
We don't have a baby. <laughs> Our neighbors don't have a baby. But he heard it, so he said, "Okay, well, let me, let me get a, you know, let's go back inside. This, this is a little weird." And he said he heard a few minutes later distant voices. Said, finally, about a few minutes later, he realized that the voices, the voices were in his head, and he goes, "Promise you, shit." They're out there. They're back. <laughs> he said he wasn't sure if he was afraid or upset, but he said, you know what? I'm going to get him again. Why not just take another picture? So he said he dropped down to the ground, lay there, and he could still hear them moving. He didn't say anything. He just crawled and uh, crawled back to his bedroom and, and got in bed with his wife. And this is when, this is when he got his wife up and she, uh, she sees it. Now he, he's got his shotgun ready to go, of course, but he's still hearing these voices. The baby's crying still. And he he's like, okay, we can't call the cops because they're not going to listen to us anymore. So he's like, you know what? Let's just keep let's keep going. See if we can snap number ten. Let's get number ten. We got to get number ten. He's in. He's he's wanting to get number ten. So he's crawling around on the floor in his house, through through his house, listening to a UFO conversation. Um. And, and and of course, he's like, you know, I've never been hurt by the UFO. No one's gotten hurt yet. The only thing that's happened is, you know, the blue beam and the hum. Well, the hum comes back. Uh, you know, and he's out here. <laughs> and I want you to picture this for a second. This man is a shotgun and a camera, and he's out here screaming, here I am. And he's like, damn, damn, started running and ran for the kitchen door. When I reached the door, my wife yells, what was that flash? He explained that he tried to convince her that he had been completely stupid to go outside and tried to snap a picture and draw attention to himself. Uh, so it's humming. And then boom. UFO shot straight up, no wind, no sound. Just a flash as the bottom turned white. And it was gone. So, this thing's just hanging around. He draws its attention to himself. He's running, I mean, I mean, think if you're the neighbor and this guy's not seeing UFO and he's just going crazy and the wife's just like playing along because she's like, my husband's okay, my husband's okay. And you're the neighbor looking outside as this guy is taking pictures of the sky and like has a shotgun in his hand. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Do I need to be worried? Should I call the cops? This guy has a shotgun and a camera. I'm a little worried. Maybe I don't, you know, Ed's never shot anybody yet. Let's, not call the 
not call the cops? I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> Cause that's, I mean, what, that, what can you do? What can you do? Um, so he, uh, that was at the end of November. So this is on December 2nd around, uh, three o'clock around three thirty. And he said he heard his dog bark. Now she never barked once. And she barked once. He jumped up, didn't hear a hum. Were they back? He's like, nah, not again. This ain't happening again. We're not doing this again. So he, you know, gets up and uh, grabs his pistol. He said, if they're back this time, I got him. I got him. I got your ass. I'm going to shoot you, alien. I'm going to shoot this UFO. I'm going to shoot it. Don't know if it's going to do anything, but gosh darn, I'm going to have it with me. Uh he said he hadn't seen it for a while. He had the pistol in one hand, camera in the other, and he walked over the French doors that led to the master bedroom. Uh, from the master bedroom, I'm sorry, out to a, a screened-in porch uh, where cloth mini blinds covered the glass. He could tell it was dark, but from the flank, faint glow of the school's security lights across the field behind us, uh, showed around the edge of the blinds. He felt for the draw cord and pulled it down quickly, leaning forward as the blinds came up on the other side of the glass. It was a small creature. Big black eyes stared into mine. Just inches separated us. I screamed and fell backwards onto the floor as my feet got crossed. My head and shoulders hit the floor, or hit the closet door, and the creature just stood there staring at me. It was maybe four feet tall, a dark grayish black, Box-like thing hid most of its body, and the helmet over its head had a clear insert that revealed its eyes. Uh, its really big black eyes that covered the top half of its head. It grasped a glowing silver rod in its right hand, and, of course, I'm lying on the floor. So, now we've got a creature. A creature in this kind of box-like thing that's hiding most of its body. Now... Uh, again, we're going to show the pictures of the UFO on this one. Um, but he said it simply just stood there looking at everything inside the room, looking at him, not leaning closer, not really turning its head too much. And he looked at Francis, his wife. She was on her knees crawling across the bed towards him. At that moment, she was closer to the creature than I was. And he thought, okay, well, what if it came to her? So he said, I'm going to take care of this. So he still had the pistol in his hand, so he quickly raised it and pointed it at the creature. It was I wasn't going to shoot unless it tried to get through the door. The creature stared at me with eyes that showed no fear, eyes that were calm, eyes that were almost sad, eyes that somehow seemed curious. It felt like time was standing still. Francis was looking at me, then at the creature. What was going to happen? Would I shoot? No. Would the creature try to come in? No, it simply turned to the left with a deliberate movement and walked out of my view. Anger swept through me. The little bastard just scared me out of my mind. 
and now it's just going to walk away. Hell with that. I wanted him. I scrambled to the floor, got back to the back door, a few steps, deadbolt passage lock were impossible to operate without putting the gun down and the camera down. So he unlocked the door, but the creature was steadily moving across the deck towards the stairs. I uh, said it was moving slowly and he could catch it in no time. Uh, he pushed open the door, two steps onto the wooden deck, bang, boom, beam angled down from the sky. My right leg froze, froze like it was nailed to the floor. Um, couldn't move. And he screamed for Francis. Well, that blue beam that froze his leg, ladies and gentlemen, he began to lift his leg. That's right. That alien is taking this man for a ride. He said, you know what? You want to come after my boy? You want to throw hands tonight? Zap, frozen leg. Oh, you want to really play? Guess what? We're going to lift you up, son. So then he tries to grab onto the door screen, tries to tries to grab onto everything. Finally, he was maybe 50 feet up in the air, clearing the eave, grabs onto the gutters, and then his wife comes outside and is holding on to him as he's getting abducted, as he's holding on to the gutters. Um, then, boom, disappeared. The creature was gone across the backfield. He heard it go through the, the chain link fence. He went, scrambled to get his camera, tried to come back, shot down to the ground a few feet away, like out in the distance. He said, that's it. It's gone. He he was very adamant about that. So, boys and girls, that is where we're going to stop because this story, this story, holy cow, is crazy, and it's only going to get crazier. Uh, and Mufon's going to show up, so our next show is going to be a little bit longer. But that's it for tonight's show, boys and girls. I hope you enjoyed the Gulf Breeze Incident Part 1. We're going to cover more next week probably on time since I didn't have a comedy show that I forgot about. But enjoy this episode. I enjoyed doing this one. I've been waiting to do this one, and I know you guys have been waiting too. And here we are. We're here. It's finally here. Gulf Breeze Incident Show. I loved it. Thank you for going down this paranormal rabbit hole with me. We'll see you next week.